The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Welcome into a, another Thursday off-season edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating. As you'll see, it's just me and Aisha here in the studio. Uh, Jess is dealing with some car issues. She's back home with her family, so we want to make sure that she gets back safe and sound. That means you're stuck with me and Aisha <laughs> for the next 45 minutes. This is exciting, though, Aisha, because I feel like the draft, we've, the draft has kind of been like this thing that we have been counting down to for so many weeks at this point. And now it's weird to think about, like, this is the week before the week. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's great when you put it like that. Yeah, I yeah. guess it's technically the week before the week. But you get my point. Uh, the point is we're, we're closing in closer. We've spent a lot of time on this show and on pretty much every other outlet here at DallasCowboys.com. Uh, just kind of talking about the draft class and who would be a good fit for this organization. But something I want to talk about this morning is how the guys who already have that Cowboys jersey, how they are doing this offseason. It's been so fun just to see them, you know, out working. We walk past the field outside when we go to our desks and you can see, you know, the guys out there working hard. Uh, but the biggest thing is the Dak Yard. Mm. The Dak Yard has become this this sacred place for the Cowboys to get out there and train. Basically what that is is just Dak's backyard. Uh, he's got a field set up out there, and all of the guys have been working out, running routes, catching passes, all of that stuff. But it's exciting to see these guys really locked in in the offseason. Yeah. Um, so the NFL doesn't designate any, you know, together workouts I call them together workouts together workouts, <laughs> together workouts during this point in the season so um for when you look at the example that the Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott sets like the fact that he got a 50 yard you know field installed in his backyard just so those guys can come back there and get work also we've seen guys from other some other organizations working with them and that mm-hmm. I think that's dope as well just players feeling like they have somewhat of a safe place to come and, and the fact that your uh, franchise QB is the one providing it. Um, they've been working hard. You also see guys training with their specialized trainers. Um, Micah, Micah Parsons working out with his specialized trainer. Um, I saw uh, Jonathan Hankins getting worked in, too. Big Did Hank. You, see him? you know what? And here's the thing about Hankins. I felt so bad because I reposted uh, that video on Twitter of him working out. And, you know, I was impressed by it because, you know, it's, I recognize that it's hard it, just in general to do some of those lateral movements and cut and be explosive. And then you're carrying 300-plus pounds trying to do that. I felt bad because so many people under the comments were like, oh, like, my 7-year-old can work faster than that. Or, oh, like, I can move <laughs> faster. And it's like, okay, do you sign know up. Does? Like, <laughs> get out, we'll get Jerry out here. We'll bring you on. Like, Talking mess about our our big men working hard, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, like to your point though, it's it it is always good to see that your that the the gentlemen that play for the, t- the organization you work for they're they're continuing to work they're trying to get better. Also, too, is I I think this is a Mike McCarthy kind of thing too. Like I feel like it's been off seasons have been a, a little bit more quiet since he's been around, and I like that. 
Yeah, I think so, too. Um, It's weird because you go from hearing from Mike McCarthy four times a week to hearing to him maybe four times in the last three months, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's definitely been strange not to hear uh, from that, not really to have a sense of routine. That's definitely been a a transition. But the biggest thing that I always look forward to in the offseason is just seeing which one of the guys are going to be about it, not just talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know? Because there's always talk about, like, oh, we're going to get this working in the offseason. But, like, come OTAs, we're going to see who got that work in the offseason, you know what I mean? Uh, And one of my favorite guys, actually, who has really surprised me uh, is CeeDee Lamb. He's been all over the place. At one point, he was down in South Florida working out with Jerry Duty, uh, some work in with Tua's trainer as well, Nick Hicks. Um, But, yeah, he has just been everywhere, and you can already kind of see how he is developing – his game even more you can see that he's working on being a little bit more speedy he's working on being a little bit more shifty on some of those uh route running and and all of that so it, it's been really good to see cd lamb because obviously the big conversation last year was the wide receiver room was kind of meh so it's nice to see that you know he's taking that initiative as wide receiver one what is that face i'm sorry that meh it made me think oh, about meh. amanda bynes <laughs> meh <laughs> And I was like, my bad. I was not trying to interrupt. But no, yeah, no, you're right. And with CeeDee Lamb, like, you can see him ascending and, and the maturity. And, like, even in his post, I mean, he's very cryptic. But even in his Instagram oh, post, he's just like, you know, solo, just doing things dolo. And I'm just like, you know, whatever, whatever he has to do to get himself in that mind state of, like, the, I'm the number one, I'm the guy, it's it's necessary. But then also, too, uh, Jake Ferguson. Yeah. Also seeing Simi Fihoko yeah, out there working. Yeah, right, there. a name that you forget about because yeah. he missed all of the season. Absolutely. There's some gentlemen that kind of got, I mean, with Jake Ferguson especially, he's, <laughs> baby, that's tight t- 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 in one. That's tight in one right now. Two but one. Like, Sophomore year, you you can't no, you can't have a sophomore slump. You yeah. have to, you know, he has to take that next step as well. So it's also cool seeing those gentlemen getting some work in. Like, hey, they know that they have to take on some different levels of responsibility. Gonna be on the field more, trying mm-hmm. to connect with Dak more during this time. I like seeing the offensive line. I really like seeing the offensive lineman work with Duke and stuff, though. That's my jam. That's yeah. my jam because offensive linemen, the more that I learn about them and the position from from high school to college to NFL, they really, if they want to get better, they have to do the work themselves. They don't have all these special, you know, people helping them out all the time during practice. They don't get – I feel like I feel like offensive linemen get kind of mistreated out here. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Yeah. So to have someone like a Duke Manuweather in the DFW area yeah. to be able – it is really, to me, it's a luxury for a lot of these players to continue to get that coaching that it's it's one thing to work individually, but to have someone be that can coach you that you respect that's here. I think I love seeing those guys because we've seen them get better. Tyler Biotish, yeah. Terrence Steele, we've seen them get better working with their specialized um, specialized uh, gurus in this area. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I think too. It's so especially when you point out offensive line. You know, these are Zach Martin put it perfectly. Um, he was. Uh, a presenter for the Jason Witten Man of the College Man of the Year Award a few, I guess yeah. it was about a month or a month or so ago. Gosh, time flies. But um, one of the offensive linemen who was a finalist is Alex Forsyth, the center out of uh, Oregon. And Zach Martin was basically the guy who introduced Forsyth onto uh, the stage. And one of the things he said in his speech was, you know, it can be really frustrating to be an offensive lineman sometimes because you rarely touch the ball. Like, I mean, unless you're the center, you're the one that's hiking, and that's pretty 
pretty much it. But you're rarely touching the ball. You're rarely, you know, involved in, I don't want to say involved in the play because you're not, but you're not the one that the spotlight is on when, you know, Tony Pollard is breaking away for a 20-yard carry or when, you know, a block has opened and now all of a sudden your receiver has a little bit more space or your quarterback can manipulate a little bit better. So uh, it was interesting that he said, you know, we're oftentimes the ones who, you know, we don't touch the ball, but we're the hardest working ones on the field. So um, I love that you pointed that out. And going back to Jake as well, we have this conversation. Uh, we are taping uh, Building the Board, which is actually airing later today. So be sure to tune into that fun series with me and Patrick and uh, Kyle. But one of the things we discussed yesterday was the tight ends. And, you know, when you look at the position that the Cowboys are in right now, losing Dalton Schultz, I think, is going to be the least impactful loss. I mean, I know that he is, he was Dak's, you know, kind of go to guy. But when you have a Jake Ferguson that was so involved already in the offense last year, and he was, it, it almost felt like he was priming for this position, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is really special that you pointed out that not only is Jake working, but he's out working with QB1. He's out there making those connections. Peyton, as well, I've seen them out on the oh, field yeah. too. So I think it's just important in places where ha- there have been some loss. It's nice to see that, you know, some of these younger guys, especially going into that second year, they're already trying to avoid that sophomore slump. Yeah, I don't want to forget that Ezekiel Elliott was out there working mm-hmm. as well. And just I think it also, too, just continues to speak to what we talk about all the time. It's just how bonded this locker room is. And that, that continues. That continues in football. Like, mm-hmm. that continues in sports. Like, people don't just be like, oh, well, bye. Bye. It was nice not knowing you. (laughs) No, like, they're still continuing to work together. And I I felt like it did my heart some good. I know maybe not everybody else, but it did my heart some good. Yeah. Oh, look at at him. The gang. The gang's all out there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's tough. But I am excited to see uh, from a running back position what this team is going to kind of develop into. You know, I don't know a ton about Ronald Jones. I know that he's spent – the last couple of seasons back and forth through injuries, but he has potential to be, you know, a, a big name guy if put in the right situation. And I'm hoping that this will be the right situation. But uh, I think that's an area really where the draft is going to come into handy, especially when you have so many uh, talented guys at the running back position. I was cracking up while you were talking earlier because I have our stream up. And one of the comments we were talking about, Jonathan Hankins, one of the comments says, I want to see Hankins working out with a knife and a fork. We need that immovable Coke machine in the middle. Leave and him I- alone. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about, guys. Like Speaking of, he has that. He has a cookie. He has a, a yeah. Cookie. yeah. That's, that, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to talk about that because I think it's so fun. Um, I'll let you explain it, but I do think it's so fun just to see these guys outside of football and kind of get to know them a little bit better. But it, you explain that video. Yeah, YouTube be suggesting stuff, <laughs> and they was like, "Hey, look, football guy," and uh, Jonathan Hakins and his lovely wife uh, and daughter. They have a. It looks like they have a, like a YouTube vlog type thing, and um, they cook. He does a lot of uh, watching. But they cook as a family. He does. They cook as a family. And um, for, I know for me, like I, as as someone that has to analyze these gentlemen, it's really dope to get to see them, like we were talking about, to see the other side of them and and also just be respectful of their family, just and how important the Mm -hmm. offseason is for them to regroup and be with their families. But that was just really dope to see. I was like, 
oh look at him attempting to cook <laughs> it's fun too it's fun too with hankins because obviously you know we acquired him at the trade deadline so he didn't really have the opportunity through the first half of the season to really get to know who he was other than you know his stats and then even in the locker room he was just so very quiet so to himself uh not to say that that's a bad thing but it just it's fun to see especially with those types of guys it's fun to see a little bit more of their personality and you know how they interact with their families uh it's a really fun um opportunity just to get to know them better uh last thing i want to talk about before we take our first break um we were talking about you know some of the sophomore slumps and making sure that these guys stay active and stay locked in and we can get into this a little bit more in our next block but um, just looking at some of these guys going into that second year, Mike McCarthy always talks about the importance of the jump from year one to year two. Uh, from your perspective, Aisha, who are some guys that you are really kind of not only hoping but expecting to make that year one to year two leap? I mean, I think the uh, easy answer is the Ron plan for me. I am so excited to see his development with this coaching staff. Had the pleasure of hearing him on ADZ Sports uh, in Dallas with uh, Skywalker Steel. Shout out to you hearing him on there. He had a small interview, and we don't we haven't gotten to hear from these guys um, in the off season. So just to hear him kind of talk about getting his body right, adjusting, and he sounds happy and lively. But he also spoke about just his come to Jesus moment in, in football and just I, we can talk about that later but I just wanted to he's one of the guys I'm really looking at, at taking the next step because he already he came in and showed so much promise unexpectedly mm -hmm. early on so for him um, for him in this secondary and what he does as the nickel or what he could be doing as the nickel, I, I think his promise and his upside is someone I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I uh, Deron Bland was the last player that I spoke to whenever they were cleaning out their lockers so many months ago. Uh, <laughs> and it was so fun to see his transition from the first time I ever spoke to him, which was the game where Mike was like, hey, Jordan's you out, you're in. Um, and so finding out that he was going in, and I spoke to him literally right after that game, and you could feel how just how nervous he was, you know, like, yeah, well, it was a shock, but I just had to go in there and, and do my best. And, and then, you know, talking to him at the end of the year and just not only seeing the confidence that he had on the field, but hearing it. It's so important when you can recognize that these guys, you know, they're not only telling you that they're taking that step, but they're going to, you know, they're showing you as well. So uh, we love Deron Bland. We are so excited to see him develop. But I want to continue this conversation because there's a few guys mm. going into that second year season I don't know what I why my brain stalled there but going into the second year season um just looking at their potential and you know what that kind of means for the draft so we'll go ahead and take our first break here on girls talk boys talk before we do though we are going to try something so different on this podcast we are going to try to take some calls later in the show I will get you that phone number when we get back on girls talk boys talk but if you have a question a comment just want to chat with Aisha and I give us a call I'll have that number after the break here on girls talk boys talk at Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. 
What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Come out to the Star in Frisco for Dallas Cowboys Draft Weekend, presented by Miller Lite. The party starts on Thursday, April 27th at 6.30 p.m. You can enjoy draft coverage, player appearances, live performances, and more. On Friday, come back for Draft Night Out with live music and games. Then finish strong on Saturday with the Draft Day 5K, presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. For more details, visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. These reads are always so funny to me because the way I read them is so different from how I talk. And people always ask me, because my background obviously is in local news, and people are always like, oh, do do the local news voice thing. No. And I just realized like how... <laughs> how voice? See, yeah, how different it is. Oh, I promise. I'm, I'm regular. <laughs> okay. Let's talk a little bit about some of these sophomores coming into their second season of the NFL. Obviously, we were so impressed with the draft class last year. We left off block one, Aisha, talking about Jerron Bland and the jump that, you know, he had to make pretty early. I obviously have high expectations for him as well going into this season, especially with the cornerback situation still kind of a question mark. We brought in Stephon Gilmore, which I think will be a huge help, but there's still some holes there that I would like to address. Uh, but let's talk about some of these other guys having going into that sophomore season. Uh, who's someone else you think we should be paying attention to? Well, of course, um, I, would, I would also say Tyler Smith. You know, like, <laughs> so much discussion about what's happening with this offensive line um, and what could be happening moving forward. It seems like there may be a little de- depth there at tackle, but there may not be none at, at guard right now. So there's... And with him showing flex, you know, last year there's there's a lot of questions about what's going to happen moving forward with this offensive line and Terrence Steele. But then also just with the development of his play. I mean, he came out and 
really wowed a lot of people with his flexibility, with his ability, what he was able to do in the run game. Um, looking for him. He's very vocal. One thing about Tyler is that he's not afraid to say the yeah. hard part out loud. Yeah. He's not a part, he's not afraid to say, you know, my feet could be better. My yeah. hands could have been better and today. And I love, I love how you you expressed it as well because that's exactly how he is. Yeah, like, I like, love how nonchalant isn't the right word, but I'm going to use it for lack of better terms because it's so matter of fact the way he is so critical on himself because we all go through that, right? When, you know, like, I'll take my hair, for example. Like, there's some days today where it's like, oh, oh it looks so good. And then there's other days when it, it just doesn't look the same, right? And the way we speak about ourselves is, I think, kind of telling. And the way Tyler Smith is able to just be like, yeah, well, you know, like, I got beat on that block for sure. It's just <laughs> like, dang, like, we need more of that. Yeah, he's so self-aware. Yeah. He's very self-aware and self-aware about his play, and it's one of my favorite things about him. Um, and so the things that he needs to work on that I'm sure he's aware of, like, I expect to see him get better at this year. And I my, my hope for him is that they find a spot for him and then he can stay there and continue to grow there wherever it may be on this offensive line. Consistency, consistency <laughs> is a magical thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested too, especially when you've got Tyron Smith. They obviously restructured that contract, so he's here for at least another season. Uh, but it, to me, that conversation is one of the most difficult going into the new season is trying to figure out, um, you know, do you pay the respect to the future Hall of Famer and, and, you know, put him back at left tackle where he's always played? Or do you cater to maybe your younger guy who's the future of that position and you kind of use Tyron? We saw him play a little bit of right tackle. Sometimes it was really good. Sometimes it was really not good. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that position kind of battles out especially going into training camp but something that I didn't necessarily register until we started talking about it with building the board uh, the linebacker position right now is kind of in shambles uh, you've got Leighton Vander Esch back oh, wow. that's, that's important <laughs> but when you think about what comes after that it's like uh, I don't know because Anthony Barr has not been re-signed uh, they did just re-sign Dante Fowler so that's a bonus but then it's kind of like question mark. And then it, it popped into my head like, oh, yeah, Damone Clark plays linebacker. Oh, yeah, Damone Clark also beat the odds and came back early. And, oh, yeah, he also played some meaningful snaps as well. And so that's another area where, you know, getting to know these guys, you can kind of tell which ones are, are going to be on it. And that kid eats, sleeps, and breathes this game. You know, he is so focused on being the absolute best he can be. And I just think that – we are primed for a fantastic Damone Clark season. Yeah, he looks at this. We Thank you for the opportunity to actually get to talk to him. Cowboys Hour is something that mm -hmm. everyone should be checking out, but actually being present, I had the opportunity to speak to him a little Good bit more. Kid. And he's a fantastic kid. Um, but when he describing his injury and how he found out he had his injury and just how he had to shift his thinking and how it just is listening to him and being someone that has a disability it didn't seem like it, it really bothered him when he got injured. He was like, when he found out what was going on, because yeah. he had been playing through it. Yeah, well, he didn't know. That he was the know. thing about his injury is it. that yeah. he, he told me he'd never had, you know, a major injury that had sidelined him before ever. So then finding out literally at the combine by the Cowboys medical staff, like, hey, you've actually got an injury, and it's actually not small. I, you know, it, for him, it was so, it, it so mind-blowing that he was like, I just, like, 
Yeah. This can't be real. Yeah, like, this, this has never happened to me before. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> and he said he just, he kind of just put the pedal to the metal and went to work. And he, he just really didn't ever sound like he's not second-guessed himself mm-hmm. or his ability to get better. And that's why when people started hearing whispers about him being able to play, I personally wasn't surprised after hearing him because I'm just like, oh, this guy, he has that. You know, the, I don't know. Dog just the, yeah. yeah that, that, that. <laughs> He's got the dog in him. <laughs> Almost at the DMX bark. <laughs> Please. No, I don't want to get kicked off the a, air. This is a family show. <laughs> I was like, I was almost did it my bad. But yeah, he his I knew listening to him that he was going to be where he needs to be. And you saw, like, linebacker is a difficult position to play. Yeah. yeah. But you saw the game start to come to him later in the season. And I will say, I think the 49ers game was one of his best games. Yes. I mean, he it was slashing, coming down and tackling. His defensive performance performance at linebacker was very important to what they were able to do stopping the run. And uh, shout-out to Jonathan Hankins again, you know, being in the, <laughs> being in the middle there. But no, for <laughs> but <laughs> But, yes, I, I agree with you. I'm so glad that you brought up linebacker, and I'm so glad you brought, brought him up in particular, Devin Harper. Yeah. Devin Harper, Jabril Cox in th- year three. There's some guys. Cox, that's who I meant earlier. Yeah, I think you're... when I said Dante Fowler, I was thinking Jabril Cox. I got but... you. I got you. We're good. Oh, yeah, but All the yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. All the guys. We, there are some gentlemen we're looking at for year two and year three in the linebacker room mm-hmm. more than almost maybe almost any room. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely a position where, it, it, I, to me, I think that the linebacker position is your greatest need going into the draft because it's just it's simply the position where you lack depth. I mean, you really do, especially when you talk about having guys who have been battle tested, having guys who are going to be able to step in and not only, you know, make plays, but also be vocal leaders. That's what makes Leighton Vander Esch such a big draw to this defense is that he's a communicator. He's a commander on that side. So then when you look at Leighton Vander Esch and then you've got Damone Clark, who will likely see a lot more time this season. The drop-off there, and we've seen the the rate of injuries that comes at that position because it is so physical, uh, you need some depth there. And so I think that that is a position group as well that'll be interesting to just kind of see if it plays out. Now, on the flip side of that, there are a few guys on this sophomore campaign, if you will, uh, that I think have some some questions to answer. I think that they've got some, you know, some work to do as far as, you know, expectations were here and they were here or whatever the case. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit about Jalen Tolbert. I think he is an incredible human being. Um, had the opportunity to do a story with him from his senior bowl experience and how he, you know, he knew he didn't meet expectations last year, how frustrating that was for him. Uh, he's one of the guys who's been in the backyard putting in work. Uh, Dennis Houston mm-hmm. is a name that I just kind of, you know, he's there, but slipped my mind. Uh, and then you mentioned earlier, Simi Fajoko. Uh, just some guys who, you know, they coming out of the draft, they were dogs and they were, there were some expectations there. Uh, so when you look at, at maybe that group, but maybe some of the guys who weren't them last year, what's the opportunity like for these guys to be him this year? Um, I mean, you know, it's just a competition of it all, right? Like the competition at camp in some of these positions, specifically the wide receiver position, I think it, <laughs> it's going to be tough. I think it's right. going to be tough depending on if they take – if they draft wide receiver – the competition is going to keep everyone honest, and that's why you see guys working. That's why you mm-hmm. see them doing off-season work. But then also, too, it's going to make it easier. I think it's going to be make it more sure for the coaches to see, like, who is going to be the best guy 
to put out there. And one thing that I will say about Mike McCarthy, it don't feel like he's afraid to put the best guy that needs to be out there out there. Yeah. It, depending on the situation, it seems like, hey, if you're the better guy for this spot, we're going to play you right now. And that's okay. And that's okay to me. But the competition in camp at linebacker, at wide receiver, at some of these positions, it's going to be somebody going to get their feelings hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, too, when you think about, you know, like, because I, a, a part of me is like, okay, wide receiver one and two is locked up, right? You've got CD and Brandon Cooks. That being said, there's so much opportunity for some of these guys to step up and and be surprises. Uh, I am very curious about Michael Gallup. I know uh, gave him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt last season coming off of the ACL injury. We knew it wasn't the Michael Gallup that we were used to seeing. So I am really curious and also excited to kind of see him get back to his prime because this will be you know a contract year for him as as well he just signed that extension so that'll be a conversation for the front office to really think about and for him to think about too as far as what he wants his future to be and then pretty much after that I kind of feel like there's a little bit of luxury there and then you can add in a Zay Flowers or a Jalen Hyatt or a Quentin Johnston you know and and all of a sudden that's how Cowboys fans are going to look, just like that. Eyes blinking. Just wide receiver. A wide receiver core? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, but you're no, you're you're right. I feel like when Michael Gallup, when you talk about competition, yeah, like he's going to compete too. Like I, I'm not going to sit up here and act like, granted, like the contract seal delivered and everything, but he's going to have to compete at that spot, yeah. at that spot. Like, there's going to be – and also, too, with health and staying healthy, like there's gentlemen that are down this roster they are going to be – and if they if there was a rookie to come in here, there's there's guys that they're looking to make an uptick. I, I would definitely be looking for his development and how he's doing as well um, with Michael Gallup. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he to me, is – it's hard with Michael because he's obviously a veteran, and mm. so you want to give him that veteran respect. But an ACL tear is just—it's so tricky because I mean, like when you look at Odell Beckham, like the when he was in his prime, like he couldn't be stopped, and then I think he had back-to-back -back ACL tears, right? And you know that was three years ago, and now he's just now getting signed to uh, the Ravens. So uh, injuries and stuff like that can always be scary. Are we forgetting anybody? Uh, um, I have one. Because you brought up the linebacker core. And mm -hmm. one gentleman that does not get enough credit, he is no longer here, but uh, Luke Gifford mm -hmm. was a guy that was really important to what they did special teams-wise. He definitely was a linebacker, but... Um, that's a good special, point. special teams is some is when you talk about needing more linebacker depth, needing more like cornerback depth, whatever. Those a lot of those guys play on special teams mm -hmm. as well, and so for me, um, Kevante Turpin I think is a great player. We've gotten to know him and everything. And I mentioned this on the draft show yesterday is the fact that a lot of the players coming out of the draft this year have returnability. Mm -hmm. You have corners that are top corners that have returnability. You have receivers um, that have returnability. I feel it. I, and you have running backs. Deuce Vaughn, our guy like from uh, Kansas. Love Deuce. Yeah, Kansas State has returnability. So for him, I I very much so think that there could be a gentleman that is maybe drafted or brought in here that could compete with him, that could push him to be you know better at that position I, I don't think it's healthy for any position to not have competition in the room I don't yeah. I don't and right now when you look around the return room unless I'm missing something most of the gentlemen that were um, on the return depth chart are now guys that are starters that you need Tony Pollard CD Lamb those guys so 
for me, I'm looking at I'm looking at Kevontae Turpin also as a sophomore that needs to perform well. He did well his first year. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that sure. it was anything negative. I'm just saying that there needs to be a continuation of we Bro. gave him the benefit of the doubt as well. First year, US uh, USFL, mm-hmm. he was playing all season. Okay, full off season off. Let's get ready to rumble. We're gonna need you. Cowboys gonna need him to flip the field for them for them on a consistent basis. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Cavante too is another one of those guys where you put a question mark by him in that wide receiver ranking because obviously that's his natural position is wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But you know he didn't get very many reps there. Mike McCarthy has talked about you know getting him involved, not getting him involved. Cavante talked about wanting to be more involved in that area. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely uh, an interesting point to bring out well let's go ahead and take our second and final break uh guys we want to take some phone calls from you we're going to do that after the break the phone number here is 888-855-2297 again 888-855-2297 we're going to get to some of your calls when we come back on girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original Angel Food and New Angel Food Slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic Angel Food or the New Angel Food Slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. The official 2023 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine, this one right here, guys, Yeah, uh, is your Star Magazine NFL Draft Guide is now available. This year's edition features more scouting reports than ever and over 500 prospects listed in all. There's also features on the passion for football in Texas, the annual mock draft, and the science of selecting a running back in the first round. Who do we think wrote that? 
Do your Cowboys draft with the Cowboys. Get your draft guide today at DallasCowboys.com slash star. I will say about this magazine, I'm going to brag a little bit on my coworkers. Um, Y'all, this is, this is an incredible piece of content that you can have if you're obsessed with the draft or just the Cowboys in general or just kind of want to get a little bit more well-versed on what the draft looks like, which positions are important for the Cowboys and how the process works. Uh, Kyle literally spent hours working on this uh, to get it done. It's so well-written. Patrick's got an article in there, um, a lot of history in there. So I can't brag enough about my coworkers, but this type of stuff is really cool to see it uh, come to fruition in the flesh. Aisha, I'm so excited. You saw my face light up. We officially have our first ever caller here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. I believe his name is Antoine from North Carolina. Antoine, you are our first caller on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Oh, that is great. That's awesome. You know, I've been listening to your shows. I appreciate it. I love females and women that are into football that know what they're talking about. I love it. It's it, I try to make my daughters the same way. Ah, thank you. We appreciate that. My question to you guys are, are there any players that you think are not being talked about or overlooked that we could possibly look into drafting? Like, I'm a big fan of Jared Patterson, uh, interior lineman from Notre Dame. He has a lot of position flex. Um... I just like his game. I think he's someone that could be one of those linemen where he could come in and become a long-term starter, 10-, 12-year starter. Well, I have to take a look. Can you say the gentleman's name for me one more time? Jarrett Jarrett Patterson, Notre Dame interior lineman. Okay, I'll check him out. I'll have to look at him or talk to the guys about him on the draft show. But I will say, you asked, is there a player? I can say a position that I yeah, think I is not getting no love, like safety, oh, my friends. Yeah, that, that too. Safety, my friends. Like, <laughs> safety has not gotten no love. Uh, I, it sounds like you're a little familiar with the draft, so you understand that safety is oh, kind of— I'm, I'm, I'm a big off-season guy. Okay, dope. So guy. It's a little thin right now uh, as safety and when you look at this draft, but there are some guys. I feel like with the Cowboys' safety room, though, you do have J. Ron Curse. You do have Malik mm-hmm. Cooker, I think, for another year. Um, Dono. Dono. Also, you definitely locked in. But after that, there's still, you know, like, who's your backup free? Who's yeah. your So um, are there any safeties that you think are interesting, that you're interested in possibly the Cowboys drafting? Yeah, I would say along oh. that same lines, uh, corner as well as the spot where I know we've talked about it, but the specifics of it, especially with Stefan coming in, it's been a, um, I think that's a position that I think needs to be talked about a little bit more and, and seeing, you know, a guy like take Nishan Wright, for example, you know, a guy who is really trying to prove himself and prove that he belongs on a roster. Uh, but his biggest strength, I think, is his ability to be versatile. Uh, Israel Mukwamu is that same way. So looking at guys who can kind of fit that same mold so that Dan Quinn can kind of, you know, get his hands on them and, and morph them into the Cowboys defenders that we know today. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear – I wanted to hear um, Antoine's thought about the, the yeah. corner or safety position. Well, yeah, I, that's another position that – yeah, like you said, hasn't been talked about or given enough um, look into because I, b- I believe we do have J. Ron and Malik Hooker for one more year, one-year deals, if I'm not correct. Um, 
Yes, yes, you're correct. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Jordan Battle. Safety Love Alabama. Jordan Battle. Roll Tide, baby. <laughs> Love Jordan. Uh, he's, he, he, yeah, I, I think he's a good player. I think he, I think he can play down in the box, but can also cover deep. So I, I, I yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Jordan Battle. Um, yeah, I, I think safety is another, another position we definitely should draft. Or, or take a look into drafting if we if we can find one in the right spot for the right value, definitely. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think that um, battle. I think if I'm not mistaken, after Branch, he might be people's number two safety. Um, so yeah, you're you're 100 correct. I, there are a couple positions that I think people are looking over, and safety is one of them. So I'm gonna look into I'm gonna look into Patterson, and you can uh, tweet at me or whatever, and I'll, I'll look into him for you. Okay. Antoine, thank okay. you so much for being our first ever caller. We will never forget no you. Problem. I appreciate it. And, and that's a, that, that warms my heart to know that I'm the very first caller for Girl Talk, Boy Talk. Thank you so much. We Believe it or not, Aisha, we have another call. Look. This one's coming from Kai out of Rochester, New York. Kai, you're on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. You are our second caller on the pod. Welcome. Yay for second. I'm a little jealous of Antoine right now. I'm just going to say that. Um, I will let you know, Kai, when when Jazz, our producer, said that we have another caller. I don't know if you have the live stream up, but my face lit up. This is so exciting for us. So don't feel sad being number two. uh, I'm over it already. I'm okay. I'm going to say I love your show. And Aisha, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a fan of yours. You're just doing such a great job of watching the Jazz show. I love to hear your opinions and everything. I'm I'm a big fan. So keep up the great work. Join oh, the club. So Aisha's a stud, guys. <laughs> She's a stud. Thank you. So my questions. Um, just some comments first. Um, the safety out of Alabama branch mm-hmm, you guys mm-hmm. were just talking about. I, I think that guy's next level. I know he's the only safety that um, is probably a first round pick, but watch that. I've watched that guy. Also an Alabama fan. Um, watched him for years. It, that guy is. Um, next level type stuff. I think he's going to be amazing. Um, battle, I don't think has been the same since he got hurt a few years ago. I don't think he's gotten back to 100. percent But um, he's not a good player though. But my question is about, and I hope you, we were talking. You guys were talking about linebacker. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the linebacker out of Oregon, Noah Sewell, mm. Penne's brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and and how I envision it, maybe a third round pick if he can if. We might have to sneak up or if, if he falls to us. Um, but I see him opposite Parsons with a little bit of the dog that's in that guy. What, what do you guys think of Noah Sewell and, um, as a third-round pick? And, uh, uh, again, congratulations on a great show. Okay, thank you so much. I, I actually do have him in the third round um, now that you ask. And I think, um, I think Noah has some range to him. I like him better coming downhill. I feel like he'll fit into most traditional – you know, uh, linebacking situations. I think he can fit. I think he can play a little bit of will. But my my only concern for him is that sometimes the angles aren't great. Sometimes the ta- sometimes the tackling isn't great. Sometimes the 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 motor for me isn't isn't always there. So I feel like with some coaching, he can definitely or whatever wherever he fits, he can definitely fit in and be okay there. But I like his range. Um, I like his tenacity, and, and he's and from my understanding, he's very easy to coach. Yeah, that's from my what understanding. I was say. Yeah, from my understanding, he's very easy to coach. 
He just has some of the normal linebacker stuff he has to work on. But more than anything, I'm looking at him to progress more as a tackler, as a sound tackler. But I'm, I definitely have him in the, the third round, and I, would, I wouldn't be upset with them taking him. Yeah, I think the big thing with this Cowboys team, specifically uh, the defensive side of the ball, is that they love versatility. I kind of just talked about that, like with uh, Nishan and Israel. But really anywhere on the field, they love versatility. Think about Micah Parsons and technically was drafted as a linebacker, and now we rarely see him line up in that way. Uh, it's something you have to remember about Noah, too, that I actually just reminded myself of. He used to play quarterback. So making the switch from being the quarterback of the team to being the quarterback of the defense, so to speak, I think that's a quality that is really attractive to this front office, really attractive to scouts, because you know that the football IQ is going to be there as well. So then you match the physicality, the ability to kind of come in the way Damone Clark did and learn under some of these guys, and then you have the football IQ to go with it. I think that that is a really important aspect to a lot of these guys that Will McClay kind of alluded to when we spoke to him at the Combine. You know, it's not just about, you know, what they can do physically but who are they as people who are they off of the field what's their football mm -hmm. iq like so uh, i think that that's a really strong quality that noah has as well that's a good point <laughs> do we answer your question my bad <laughs> no you did great you did great no I, I really appreciate it and again congratulations on a great show and again i i'm a big fan Thank, no, thank you, you so much, support, Kai. Man. We have got time for one more call. I believe we've got Steven from L.A. Is, did I get that right, Steven from L.A.? Atlanta, Atlanta, ATL, not L.A. What's oh, up, Steven in Atlanta? Couldn't have got that more wrong. <laughs> hey, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? We are good so good. Thank you so much, Steven. Good, good, good. So, um, so well, first, great show, y'all. I'm, gl I'm glad to be amongst the first callers. Not thank the first, you. but glad to be amongst the first. Um, and y'all are both great. Aisha, you've got me calling uh, people gentlemen that probably aren't, aren't <laughs> even close to being gentlemen. Uh, but I use the word so much from listening to you, so I can appreciate that. I sound better saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question um, is, so, and kind of piggybacking on the other callers, actually, to a certain degree, um, I've had a concern with the middle of the Cowboys' defense as far as depth is concerned. Sure. Um, with Hankins. LVE and Malik Hooker, and those three guys, solid starters. Um, but how would you all rate uh, the quality of the depth behind each of those guys should one of them get hurt or injured for a significant period? Like me, I'm, you know, kind of piggyback, you know, just kind of segueing from some of the other callers. Mm -hmm. I'm really concerned about what we have at free safety behind Hooker you know, just having that true center fielder type player, uh, because while we've got a solid safety safety group, uh, I don't think Wilson or Curse really could fill that role. You know, should something happen to Hooker and Hooker, you know, we've been fortunate that he hasn't really had yeah. much in the way of injuries since he's been with us. But you know, he had a real serious injury history mm -hmm. when he got here, which is how we able to get him so cheap. Um, but just what do you all think about the depth between, you know, behind those three guys in the middle, Hankins, uh, LVE, and Hooker? Oh, yeah. Well, no, f first of all, fantastic question because we, we were just talking about that. But free safety, man, you're right. You're right, man. Like, free safety after Malik Hooker is who is the person. And I really – I said this the other day. I feel like Israel McQuamu really made things kind of – 
weird because the, he the was la- the Washington game. You were like, oh, yeah, be- what up, Izzy? Yeah, because <laughs> Israel Mukwamu, if I, if I'm not mistaken, was kind of the guy that they were trying to bring in as that free safety or that hybrid guy. But from what he showed at corner, it's very difficult to deny that that is very natural for him. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and even talk about Malik Hooker. It looked like, I mean, he had an off-season um, procedure done on his thumb. I mean, he had that yeah. big club he played. Yeah. He played through <laughs> having something going on with his thumb all season. I wonder if that, the depth had anything to do with that. But to your point, I feel like free safety is something that absolutely has to be addressed depth-wise for his sake, you know, for Malik Hooker's sake, and just also just to keep the Cowboys honest at that position. When you move down to linebacker, um, yeah, we were just talking about it earlier. When you look at um, it's Micah, Micah might make things a little different too. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that when you mentioned linebacker. Is I wonder if we will see Micah play a little bit more linebacker again because that's something I've heard him in a couple of offseason interviews mention that he wants to get back to some of that ambiguity kind of, you know, rushing from the middle, whatever. And if that's the case, then maybe you have a Leighton, uh, a Micah Parsons, and a Damone Clark. You maybe feel a little bit better. But you're right. We, mm-hmm. we just talked about it. The depth there is, you know, you have Jabril Cox, you have Devin Harper, and both of these gentlemen, for all intent and purposes, are not proven yet at that position. So linebacker is somewhere that I definitely feel like is necessary, like you yeah. said, is, is somewhat of a need depth-wise. And when you get down to DT, I mean, losing, I don't care what nobody say, losing Carlos Watkins felt like it felt huge because he stepped in at that DT position last year when Quentin Bohanna was out and um, Neville Gallimore was dealing with some things at some point in time in the season, and he really manned that position. So DT, um, from conversation with the guys on the draft show as well, seems like almost a necessity in this draft as well so you're on the money yeah when you're talking about what's happening depth wise yeah I just think you can't have enough depth for those guys in the middle of the field especially when you talk about this is a team that has struggled to stop the run not just last year but years prior as well I think Jonathan Hankins helps but you've got to be able to have uh, some depth in there we we spoke yesterday about Neville Gallimore and Quentin Bohanna and these are guys who were on and off of the inactive list and you can't have that when you're trying to have you know a doomsday like defense like we've seen in in so many years past so I don't think there's anything wrong with shoring up the defensive uh, the defensive interior of the field, very similar to corner and safety in that regard. You can never have too many bodies because you never know when you're going to lose an Anthony Brown or when you're going to lose you know, somebody important and you want to be able to have someone who's going to be able to, to seamlessly kind of fit in. So I definitely think that's a, a big topic of concern, and I imagine the front office is having these same conversations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think the hooker the hooker situation. I, I think you know as far as depth is concerned, I think you know we want to definitely have an eye on twenty three, but also we don't want to find ourselves with a glaring need there with twenty four yeah. uh, coming up in two thousand twenty four because I think this is the last year of his contract and there just isn't anything behind him. I don't know. If, I think Bell's more of a that box safety. I don't know if he's. Marquise Bell, I don't mm-hmm. know if he's, you know, a free safety type, but he's more of a box safety. But, I mean, there's just nothing else there. So, hopefully, you know, we can get that addressed. Those Alabama guys that have been mentioned, Mike Branch, you know, maybe he can, you know, maybe be a guy. I don't know where he's targeted to go, but 
you know, if we're able to get somebody like him, then I think that shores us up depth-wise and also going forward. So, but I appreciate y'all. Those girls are great. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much, Stephen. We appreciate you so much. And the good news is all of these questions will be answered in two weeks at the NFL Draft. Boom, boom, pow. <laughs> Aisha, this has been so fun. We officially have our first callers. Uh, what a good show. The NFL draft is creeping up close. That'll do it, though, for this extended edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. For Aisha Morrison, I'm Haley Sutton, and we will talk to you guys next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!